Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. So let's talk about these games. Obviously, it starts off. We're going to get a look at the Baltimore Ravens again for the first time in a while. You know, I mean, sometimes you forget about these one seeds and how good they were because you're so wrapped up in Super Wild Card Weekend. And sometimes they wrap up the one seed. So the last game of the season, you don't see these guys like you didn't see Lamar Jackson. So you you forget about how good these teams are. And we'll get a look at them again. And the Houston Texans, they are a great story. C.J. Stroud is awesome. D'Amico Ryans has done an amazing job. They've had injuries. They lost Tank Dell. The offense hasn't slowed down. So they are a scary team. There's no doubt. And they're coming in hot. And the Ravens haven't played in a while. I, I still would be very, very surprised if the Ravens season ended here at home against the Texans. But this could be that moment where C.J. Stroud goes from... What an amazing rookie season the Texans have their quarterback to this guy is going to compete with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson for the next 10 years. Like That's what this win would do for him in his rookie season. I don't think it happens this time around. I think it will happen for him at some point in his career, but I don't think Lamar Jackson loses this game. You know, it's amazing. Uh, C.J. Stroud, you want to talk about a guy who had just an unbelievable season Here's a couple of statistics that basically tell you what he is and what he has meant to the Texans. They are 7-3 and three against teams with winning records, and that includes the playoffs. That includes last week's game. They have three wins of 14 or more points in those, ten, in those seven of those 10 games. Uh, he has thrown 21 touchdowns and only two interceptions and has averaged 320 yards per game passing. <laughs> That is insane for that's insane for a normal quarterback, sure. let alone a first year quarterback. Yep. And that's why he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And that's why there were there was a point in time where he was definitely in the MVP conversation. Now for Lamar Jackson, the numbers are very very similar to that of C.J. Stroud. He doesn't throw nearly as much, but he runs more. Um, and his record against teams uh, with winning records this year is ten and three. And uh, the the amazing thing is, is that they have eight wins in those 13 games of 14 or more points against teams with winning records. And the other one little weird stat going into this, not weird stat, but reality stat and a a wake up call for C.J. Stroud is that rookie quarterbacks going in to play a John Harbaugh team, uh, I think have only won two out of 20 games in Baltimore, in Baltimore. So, you know. 
at that place, which is very, very difficult to play. It's a very difficult place to play. And, you know, I mean, we have a recency bias because both Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud had almost picture-perfect games. Now, both of them only attempted 21 passes in their previous games, and they had a very high completion percentage. They were explosive plays. Nico Collins is a, is a monster for, uh, you know, for the uh, Texans, and I would think that the Ravens will try to take him away. I just think that Lamar Jackson's a different player this year. He knows exactly what's going on. He hears everything, and he knows that he's 1-3 in the playoffs. He knows that in his last MVP season that they lost to the Tennessee Titans. Things didn't go well there. Uh, his numbers in the playoffs, unfortunately for him, are significantly down. But I feel like he's a different player this year. And I felt like when they when they had to win games and he was getting ready to ascend to what looks like to be another MVP, he beat the teams that he was supposed to beat, including San Francisco and including Miami. Yeah, so this would be a tremendous upset. Obviously, it's a big number. It's it's nine and a half. This would be you know all the outcry that you heard about the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. You'd hear the exact same stuff about Lamar Jackson and questioning him and can he be you know the the <clears throat> the likes of Patrick Mahomes and all that stuff. I, it's not going to happen this week. He's they will be hosting a championship game. This thing may get tight. You know, I could I could see C.J. Stroud not going down without a fight. I could see maybe a backdoor cover something like that, but. The Ravens this year are not going out like that. Now, next week, I'm not so sure about that championship weekend. It's going to be fascinating to see who they play and where, you know, that'll be in Baltimore. But uh, th this one's not, this is not going to happen. Now, the next one, obviously, Saturday night, uh, you've got the Packers going to San Francisco. And I think this is going to be as great as the Packers looked and as great as Jordan Love looked. This is going to be similar to what happened to the Giants after they beat the Vikings in that impressive game last year where they went to Philadelphia and looked like they couldn't compete. This is this is big boy football now. We're not messing around. This isn't uh, sphincter shrinkage like you had with the Dallas Cowboys where everybody's the job was on the line and they folded up. Uh, this is the San Francisco 49ers. They are going to kill the Green Bay Packers. Well, remember the Green Bay Packers are the youngest team in the playoffs this year. Uh, Jordan Love, again, only 21 attempts last week against the Packers, I mean against the Cowboys. And, of course, Dak Prescott had a poor game until the fourth quarter in the garbage time. You know, when you throw interceptions at a return for touchdowns, much like Brock Purdy did against Baltimore when they played Baltimore, uh, that's when problems start arising and that's when blowouts start happening. I, I don't see Jordan Love uh, being like that. I think I do think that the San Francisco defense uh, will get after him, um, you know, one of the reasons they were able to beat the Cowboys as bad as they did last week was because they were able to run with Aaron Jones. And they were able to run with Aaron Jones because Dallas's defense was banged up. And Dallas played a lot of dime defense. And you could run right at that. And that's exactly what the Packers were doing. That's not going to be the case because the second level of the uh, of the San Francisco 49er defense is, is the strength of their defense with Dre Green, Greenlaw and with Fred Warner. I mean, those two guys are just, you know, they're great inside linebackers. They're tackling machines. And you're not going to see, I don't think you'll see a lot of long runs from Aaron Jones. I know that Matt LaFleur will try to run the ball to try to slow the game down and keep the ball out of uh, Purdy's hands. Those guys are 18-1 when they're all healthy. They're only lost coming to Baltimore. Um, and I, I would just think that the 49ers are ready to rock and roll. And I think they are making a beeline to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and that's why I think this is just going to be a men against boys situation in this game. If uh, if the Packers competed, it would be a bigger shock to me than them blowing out the Dallas Cowboys. 
All right, Bucks Lions. I I'm so tempted, so tempted to jump on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield. I, I just the Lions are going to go to the championship game, and I hate saying it, and but they are the Lions are going to the championship game. How interesting will the Bucks make this game? I mean, they played a team last week that was dead. They they beat a team yeah. that was completely dead. And I don't think that we can judge a lot from how good the Buccaneers are from that football game. And the Detroit Lions, all <clears throat> I don't believe that they're anywhere near where the Niners are. But they're going to win this game, and they're going to go to a championship game. They're going to go out to San Francisco. They might get killed out there, too. But this is going to be another one of those special moments for that city. They got a break. They ended up getting a break with being able to host this game against a team that is not all that good. Right. The Lions aren't going to quit like the Eagles did. The Eagles no. secondary was horrendous against the Bucs. And I don't necessarily know that I've ever seen Baker Mayfield throw the ball the way that he did last week in Tampa. So here's the thing. Going on the road in a dome uh, has nothing to do with the weather. But what it does have something to do with is the noise. And the noise level at uh, in Lions Stadium last week, uh, Ford Field, was, uh, I think, the third or fourth loudest stadium in the history of the NFL. And it's also the, the most expensive divisional weekend ticket in history. Uh, this is how into the the team that the Lions fans are out there. And this place is going to be bonkers again. And I do believe that Ben Johnson, who's one of the best offensive coordinators in the league, will have Jared Goff prepared for the Todd Bowles blitzes. He will have an answer. Jalen Hurts had no answer. That's what Jay Gruden was alluding to. He had no answer. And and for whatever reason, you know, Jalen, whether it be Jalen not throwing it to who he's supposed to be throwing it to or not having uh, the actual game plan to do that, I mean, that's that's you'd have to ask the coaches and you'd have to get into the weeds with the player and the coach to find out whether or not the player wasn't doing what he's supposed to do or the coach didn't prepare the player for what he was supposed to do. It's hard to tell. Um, and only they know internally. But I will say this, Ben Johnson will have Jared ready. I'm on Ross St. Brown's one of the best wide receivers in the football. He's a uh, an all-pro. Uh, they have two outstanding running backs. And when they run it and David Montgomery gets going, now all of a sudden Jameer Gibbs is that secondary guy. And he's like a he's like a, a, a just a speck. And Laporta will play in this game. They have the best offensive line in football. I don't see how the Bucs can go in there and beat the Detroit Lions. And if they did... That would be a disaster for the Lions franchise. And I don't want to hear that, oh, they want a playoff game for the first time ever, and that was oh, great. They're favorite. They need to win yeah, this. Th- I mean, this, this, when you have an opportunity to get there when you don't normally get there, you cannot lose this game. If the 49ers have another situation where Brock Purdy gets hurt or one of their top three guys gets hurt in the playoffs and they end up losing a game because of it, then, then I'm starting to think there's a 49ers curse. Like, you guys got Joe Montana, you cut Jerry Rice, you had your dynasty, and now you're not going to touch it again. Like, the football gods would come down and say, I'm sorry. Because this, this team is, is as set up for a Super Bowl run as, as any team right, in recent memory. Right, and they're about as healthy as they've been all year long. Yep. So this, this is it for, for them. And just as I'm talking about the Lions losing that game, it would be a disaster. If the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl this year, that is a... That's one that's going to really, really hurt that fan base, that organization. John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan. This, this is it. It is, it is their year. All right, Chiefs Bills, uh, Sunday, six thirty on CBS. The big one. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs finally on the road for one of these playoff games. The Bills haven't hosted a playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs. The weather is terrible again. They have to dig out the stadium. Well, I think Sunday is going to be okay. I think Sunday is going to be, be clear. Snowing. 
Okay. I, I think looking at the extended you, forecast. Yeah, you never know, but I think the game night is going to be clear, I believe. And I want it to be clear, to be honest with you, with these two teams and what those quarterbacks can do. I don't want them to be limited by some sort of blizzard. I do like that on TV. It looks cool, whatever. But with these two quarterbacks, I want to see them going toe-to-toe. And I want to see them in a in an environment where it is still outside. It'll still be cold, but an environment where they can succeed. And I, I, I want the Bills desperately to win this football game. I will be rooting like hell for them. But as we've talked about all week, you know, defense being banged up. I mean, you've got now the Kansas City Chiefs where there's a, a horseshoe up their ass constantly. You know, they ran into the Miami Dolphins where they had a... Uh, a million injuries on defense, and now here are the Buffalo Bills, who were very hot, and Josh Allen's playing the best football maybe of his life, but they got big problems on defense, too, with injuries. So that's where the game is going to come down to, is what Buffalo Bills defense are you going to get uh, on Sunday? Hey, look, if Josh plays like he played last week, just play clean and don't turn the ball over, it's going to be very difficult to beat them in Buffalo. It really will be, and I think this should be one of these fourth-quarter games that these two teams have played where the guy who has the ball last wins. I also think that uh, the Kansas City Chief defense, led by, and Giant fans will love this, Steve Spagnolo. they have been one of the best top-five defenses in the NFL all year long. And they have a great defensive line. They have tremendous linebackers. they got speed in the secondary. Um, you know, I don't know if Buffalo has really the manpower to go toe-to-toe with them because they are healthy. Unlike the Buffalo defense. You know, Buffalo is playing with A.J. Klein in the middle. Five weeks ago, he was cut. <laughs> you know, he was ready to go on vacation with his family this past week. And Brandon Bean gave him a call and said, hey, would you mind coming back to the practice squad? He goes, ah, sure. And they Does he have to him. run that by his wife? Uh, yeah, I guess they were going on vacation, yeah. And or do you, uh, no, but I'm serious. Like, they were going like, to Key West, I believe. I mean, do you, have to, do, you, do you have to run it by or just like, listen, you figure it out. I'm going there. Would you, did you think... He has to go, hey, the baby, would you mind? I don't know. He was on the practice squad for a while, and then he got cut because of different other roster maneuvering that they had to do. But then, you know, you have all these injuries, and they he obviously at least knows the defense. So he had 11 tackles last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, but that's Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. who did score 17 points, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. And also had another ball intercepted in the, in the end zone. I mean, they could have scored a bunch more points. And here comes Patrick Mahomes now. Yeah, I know. This is going to be, I mean, this is, given all the, if they were healthy and had Matt Milano and Tredavious White and everybody healthy and Von Miller was, you know, the Von Miller that we saw before the knee injury, you know, I, I, I'm going to lead, I'm going to lean the Bills because I just feel like, you know, the Bills still got that stinging feeling from that divisional round game where they, they lost in overtime. Now, Kahil Shakir, who filled in for Gabe Davis last week, he made some plays, but Gabe Davis did not practice again on Thursday for Buffalo. He's got the nickname of Big Gabe, Big Game Gabe. If he were healthy and to play in this game and had an impact, that would be huge for the Bills. But their tight ends have been good for them. Knox and uh, and Kincaid, their drafted, young drafted kid, they, they've been really good for them. Their offensive line has been really good. Well, that's obviously you know, a I mean, deal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so... Look, I think it's uh, like I said. I, I'm 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 hoping that you know about I don't know eight forty five nine o'clock on Sunday night, we're all sitting on the edge of our seats, waiting to see which quarterback does something spectacular or something stupid.